This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve from the nerves of the upper extremity subsection under the anatomy topic on orthobullets.com. In this episode, we'll go over the innervation, origin, course, terminal branches, as well as nerve injury and clinical conditions related to the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve. So starting with innervation, there is no motor component to the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve. However, the sensory component is responsible for innervating the radial forearm, and there are no reflexes that are associated with the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve. As far as the origin, the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve stems from the musculocutaneous nerve, which stems from the lateral cord of the superior trunk, which receives contributions from C5, C6, and C7. As far as the course of the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve, again, it originates from the musculocutaneous nerve. Specifically, it passes behind the cephalic vein, pierces the deep fascia lateral to the biceps tendon, and divides at the level of the elbow joint into volar and dorsal branches. So now let's talk about those terminal branches. Starting with the volar branch, it runs distally along the radial border of the forearm, supplying the lateral volar forearm skin sensation. The small branches innervate the radial aspect of the radial carpal joint, and the volar terminal branch ends in communicating branches to the superficial branch of the radial nerve, which is responsible for dorsal radial thumb innervation, and the palmar cutaneous branch of the median nerve, which is responsible for volar thumb innervation. The dorsal terminal branch runs distally along the dorsal radial forearm, supplying the dorsal lateral cutaneous innervation. The dorsal terminal branches end in communicating branches, which are the superficial radial nerve and the dorsal antibrachial cutaneous branch of the radial nerve. As far as nerve injury and clinical conditions related to the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve, injury of this nerve results in loss of sensation along the radial aspect of the forearm. So again, to quickly review, as far as innervation of the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve, it has no motor component. However, the sensory component innervates the radial forearm, and there are no reflexes associated with the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve. As far as the origin, the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve originates from the musculocutaneous nerve, which stems from the lateral cord of the superior trunk, which receives contributions from C5, C6, and C7. As far as the course of the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve, again, it originates from the musculocutaneous nerve, and it specifically passes behind the cephalic vein, pierces the deep fascia lateral to the biceps tendon, and divides at the level of the elbow joint into volar and dorsal branches. So speaking of these terminal branches, the volar terminal branch runs distally along the radial border of the forearm, supplying the lateral volar forearm skin sensation. The small branches innervate the radial aspect of the radial carpal joint and ends in the communicating branches to the superficial branch of the radial nerve, which is responsible for dorsal radial thumb innervation, and the palmar cutaneous branch of the median nerve, which is responsible for volar thumb innervation. The dorsal terminal branch runs distally along the dorsal radial forearm, supplying dorsal lateral cutaneous innervation. This ends in communicating branches, which are the superficial radial nerve and the dorsal antibrachial cutaneous branch of the radial nerve. And finally, as far as nerve injury and clinical conditions, injury to the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve will result in loss of sensation along the radial aspect of the forearm. That's all for this review about the lateral antibrachial cutaneous nerve. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. 
Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.